0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to this podcast. Today's topic is on dealing with advanced persistent threats or APTs. My name is Siddharth, and I evangelize our SIM solution log 360, which is why today's topic is around that domain. We're going to talk about advanced persistent threats, threat hunting, and key capabilities that your SIM solution needs in order to deal with these sort of attacks. So when we think of traditional attacks, we're really looking at a specific attack kill chain or an attack pattern that tends to be predictable. And by watching out for specific indicators of compromise, we are able to detect and mitigate the attack. So traditional SIM solutions were all about configuring alerting rules so that you could watch out uh, in your logs for specific IOCs or indicators of compromise. basic attacks are easy to deal with using some of these traditional techniques but in this day and age we have a lot more dangerous and um, difficult threats to deal with and that is where advanced persistent threats come into the picture so in an APT an attacker gains access to a network and remains undetected for a long period of time. So this could be several days, weeks, or even months. So how an attacker does this is they usually conduct a targeted attack on an organization, meaning they do dedicated research and preparation about the organization that they're trying to breach, and they carry out a crafted attack specifically for that organization. So they may use techniques such as social engineering uh, in order to Uh, you know, compromise an employee's account. They use techniques like phishing attacks uh, and they try to get in after doing a lot of this research and preparation. So they are now able to carry out the attack silently by bypassing your security controls. So for example, in a traditional attack, they may try something like a brute force password attack, which is quite easy if you have the right set of detection mechanisms to detect such an attack, right? So it could be as simple as, you know, an attacker maybe having triggering several failed logon attempts and triggering your account lockout uh, policy, which could indicate that something suspicious is up and you will be able to now investigate and mitigate the incident. But in an advanced persistent threat, the attacker uses sophisticated techniques to avoid detection. They try to gain privileges and laterally move across your network without being detected to eventually steal sensitive data. So they of course carry this out remotely uh, a lot of the time and the usual mode of the attack may use something like a CNC or command and control server uh, in order to communicate with the external malicious actor. But what is also very common is insider threats because insiders are already inside your organization and their activity may be difficult to distinguish from that of an external malicious actor. And as we were discussing, advanced persistent threats involve a period of research and preparation, and who better to understand your network better than someone who's already inside. So a malicious insider may be able to do their research, identify where sensitive data is stored, what are the security controls that you have in place? What are the security solutions that you're using? They may even be able to identify what kind of monitoring mechanisms are employed. They may even be able to, you know, speak with the IT administrators or security teams. And, and you know, without uh, raising suspicion, they may be in the best position to understand how your infrastructure works in order to eventually carry out the attack. And because of the fact that they're deliberately trying to bypass or circumvent your security controls, the attack can stay um, undetected for several days, weeks, or months, and it becomes very difficult for the security team to track. So from the point of view of a security analyst, it is important to be wary of these attacks and be proactive in hunting uh, for these threats in the network. Right, So that is where the idea of threat hunting comes into the picture. So threat hunting works with the assumption that you have already been attacked, you've already been breached, and an attacker is carrying out an attack silently in the network. So you assume that malicious activity is happening in your network and you are trying to um, unearth or uncover this malicious activity by hunting for these threats, So you want to search for your network constantly for some of these advanced threats that have essentially bypassed your security controls. And you can do this with two detection techniques. One is, yes, you continue to watch out for some of these indicators of compromise or IOCs, but more importantly, you also want to watch out for unusual or anomalous behaviors, which could provide the evidence Of malicious activity that has gone undetected. So like we said, you know, the attacker may try to um, use specific techniques in order to bypass your detection measures. So they may know that you have certain alerting rules and correlations enabled, and they may explicitly try to carry out the attack in a way that it does not detect, um, um, you know, the correlation rules. So That is why you need more robust analytical techniques. You need advanced detection mechanisms to facilitate your threat hunting process. So if the attacks are advanced, naturally the the mechanisms you have to spot these attacks have to keep pace, uh, you know, with these techniques that are deliberately trying to go and bypass what you already have. So with that in mind, there are a few capabilities that I would want to touch upon uh, that you can ensure that your SIM solution is equipped with these features in order, to, uh, in order to be in a position to detect some of these advanced persistent threats. So I just have four quick points that I would like to touch upon. The first is having a unified view of security events. Right? So you want to make sure that all of the data, security data generated by your organization's network is easily accessible from a single point. Right? Because when you are doing a threat hunting in your network, you cannot keep toggling between multiple consoles because you may have to refer to certain detection tools like an antivirus or an anti-malware or an endpoint protection tool. You may have to refer to threat intelligence. You may have to refer to some logs from a database or a server. And you need all of this available in a single data pool that you can easily access, run queries and rules, and check to see if your you know, assumption that you have been breached is actually true or not. So you can specifically search for certain event IDs, you can watch out for specific kinds of activities, and you want to make sure all of this data on which you can run these queries are all centrally accessible to the security analyst. The second point is that you want to have a correlation between the data generated by your security solutions Right. So like you have vulnerability scanners and antivirus tools and other kind of endpoint detection solutions. You want to make sure that that data is being correlated with other kinds of suspicious activities happening in the network, such as the installation of a suspicious software or some um, unusual file activity. Right. So you want that sort of integration and correlation between what is being flagged by your security solutions and the activities happening on your file servers, databases, domain controllers and so on. And also your networking equipment. The third point that uh, you need to think about is having deeper analytics to do all of these, um, you know, uh, threat hunting and threat detection. You need to have analytics that has machine learning and is powered by um, these advanced um, AI algorithms so that you can profile the behaviors of users and systems in the network and watch out for deviations from expected behavior, which could be the telltale signs of an attack. So you form these security baselines using your machine learning AI-based analytics And then anytime a user or system deviates from their normal behavior, you will be in a position to flag that behavior and that could be your evidence in your threat hunting process. So that could tell you that something is up and now you go deeper and investigate and check if the account or system has been compromised. And finally, the fourth point is on managing the incident. So like we touched upon in the beginning, you want, of course, all of the data available to the security analyst, but you also want a process in place to manage this entire incident lifecycle because a threat hunting process is not as simple as an alert getting generated and being resolved, but it it may be a long process of closely monitoring what that specific user or system is doing next. So if you, for example, discover that the risk scores of a user or system has increased and you are now placing them on a watch list to check what are the subsequent activities that that user performs in the coming days, you need to manage this entire sort of incident um, in a streamlined manner. So make sure that your SIM solution is equipped with the ability to manage this process for you, right? Threat hunting is really just an extension of your monitoring where you're trying to be a little bit more proactive, constantly searching your network for unusual activities, constantly searching your network for some of these hidden threats that have bypassed your uh, you know, regular detection controls. So make sure that your SIM solution is equipped uh, with the right set of technologies uh, and processes to facilitate your uh, fight against these APTs. So to summarize, make sure that you have a unified view of security events in your SIM solution. Make sure that data from your other security solutions is being correlated with activities on your um, servers, um, applications, and networking equipment. Make sure you have robust machine learning-based analytics to profile user and system behaviors and spot anomalies, And finally, make sure that this entire process of managing the incident is streamlined, efficient, and effective. So that's all from from me in this podcast. I hope you found this engaging. Stay tuned for more podcasts in our weekly IT security podcast series.